You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. talk coming at ya so let's yeah let's get into it man we got a good show today guys got a bunch of grow talk a little bit of fun here and there looks like scotty's got some type of yoga pants meme that's not even for this show but it's so exciting he wants to talk it (laughs) it's okay man it's okay that's why you're the dude man you know maybe we'll i just i just thought it was disturbing enough to really set you off your game man i thought it might be fun to just show you this picture and uh, and see what happens. Actually, I was really excited to make a meme out of this on the new meme generator, or not the new meme generator, the, the new used meme generator <laughs> that we have up on DudeGrows.com. So we got, we got our boy working on that right now. And uh, yeah, I thought that would make a great meme, man. Back, oh, so back it's not to work, dude. Meme yet. No, it ain't a meme yet. not officially yet. a meme? You got to go on the Google okay. Plus group uh, to check that out, man. But that, that's a okay. good one, man. I think that's Cody over there fucking up our work day man <laughs> <laughs> you guys submitted uh some questions through dudegrows.com on the submit a question we got pretty much all of them on the show today did not get a chance to hit my gmail guys it has been busy busy man trimming trimming season so um got a little help thank god and uh man i can't imagine people that like if you're in a prohibition state and it's just everything's on your shoulders and you got to take down like even a four lighter or pl- whatever oh but it is it is good. I always thought I thought about just putting out the hidden the hidden mic, man. There's some funny conversations that go go around when you're in a group of people trimming. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, everybody's burning a little. Everybody's just bored looking at the green, and so yeah, he started talking about all kinds of interesting stuff. So, <laughs> and then we watched like four movies, man. Anyway, not really. No, my trim room. You got to be basically completely naked, and no screens are allowed of any sort. No movies, no shows. So nice, man. You just got that from New Jack City, man. What the hell? It was as some other. Man, it's been in a few movies, man. I love it. The all the all naked cash, whatever room, green room, coke room. It'd be kind of hard. I don't think people are gonna be stuffing my sticky buds down their pants to steal them. It'd be a little bit uncomfortable. No <laughs> naked dudes, man. That's all I got to say. Oh that, no, that really limits the, the people I can invite over to trim if I have to see them naked. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> I'd rather let them steal Seriously. a little bit. <laughs> It's nice, nice. Keep the clothes on, take a little bit of herb, right? Absolutely. I like that's the policy over at Scotty's Grill, man. Who's your uh, primetime supporter today, Scotty? You know, man. Or I should say, I, sorry, executive producer. Yeah, man. The that up. Executive producer is Shamrock's, man. Shamrock's Garden in the his house, man. What you think? You know, you, you hear I, I like you hear I can actually talk. Uh, I, can, I can say his name, man. I don't know. For some reason, it makes me feel hip when I say rocks, man. You know, Shamrock's. <laughs> That's R-A-W-K-S. That's what I mean. It's raw. R-A-W. <laughs> it's raw, man. 
<laughs> no, but I don't know. It's a, uh, he's he's a really good. Uh, what the hell do you call that man? Yeah, I would call him a producer, man, because he's a damn content producer over at the uh, Dude Grows Crew on on the Google Plus group. Sweet. Yeah, absolutely, man. So. Diggity, man. Thank you very much. Appreciate the contributions. Always got good stuff going on over there. And uh, Shamrock's Gardens is one of the dudes that's pushing it out, man. So thank you. Right on. I want to uh, do a primetime supporter over to, not that often, but why not realgrowers.com. If you guys haven't been over there, go check out realgrowers.com. That's the store that supports the show. Products that are definitely products we use and officially approved. Little Grow More. You got the Guardian. Oh you shit! The all-in, the one-time Spider-Man killer, as as they call it. Only I think it says on the directions only use them once. And I, I usually call that shit out, but too many success stories going on for real. So I mean, it works. I mean, I'm not. It's not going to be a cure for bad environment if you're reintroducing spider mites because you have no filters on your on your air cleaner. Or I'm sorry, on your uh, air filter, rather, and you're just sucking them in the intake, man. Of course, you're gonna have spider mites in a month. You know, it's it's not magic. Yeah, hold on, <laughs> you know, it's close. True. true. Uh, what? Of course, recharge and uh, a few other odor. And right now, this, this is the time of the year coming up. Uh, we'll mention up in these questions the odor and giant and curing bags that Scotty has. The foil Ziploc odor proof, which work great for me, as good as like a glass jar. Cure bags over there, so pick it up for you. Outdoor growers taken down. If you need somewhere to store all that herb, go pick it up. Yeah. The, Great way to support the show. Those are good, man, and they're super smell-proof. I mean, we kind of found those by accident, I'll say. I think I was bagging up fertilizer or maybe early incarnations of recharge and was using those and just noticed that, man, it was like this odor-proof seal. And then we started putting the big ones, a perfect uh, perfect size for a pound. You can actually you can cure a pound in there where it's got a little bit of airspace in there. Um, I shouldn't say, man. I've had pounds that fill it up three quarters of the way, and I've had pounds that you couldn't even fucking fit a pound in that thing. So it really does depend on the <laughs> fluff of the weed, but approximately a Hold pound on. can go in there. And, uh, yeah, man, you can't smell it. I mean, as far as for transporting or whatever, man, those things are great, man. Of course, from legal state to legal state, of course, man, you know? You can store a lot in there. You don't You don't turn your kind bud into brickweed, dude? Press that shit down? <laughs> no. I don't think you need to do that now, man. Let's kind of see things we can't take back here, man. All right. Let's talk about, uh, let's get into a couple questions, man. The first question here on. is on uh, drying and curing. Oh, I forgot one other thing. Uh, same old you guys that became members. I have, let's see, I don't have my inbox in front of me, but a few, definitely a few things to send out. I get everything in the mail at least once a week. So if you haven't got it, stuff's coming or it'll be on the way. And if you haven't heard, I try to email everybody to say, hey, this is coming. This is on the way, too. So if you haven't heard from me, it's probably not on the way yet. But that's uh, a combination of things. And you, new members, man, I've been sending out uh, some shotgun shells of recharge. It's a little bit of transport as well as, you know, a sticker or two. So that's like kind of the, the member welcoming kit if you guys become new members. Email me over your uh, your username and let's hook it up. So, all right. All right. Now I'm ready for the first question. All right. I uh, like this one already, curing. man. Happy Croctoberfest, baby. Fuck yeah. yeah. Yes. It's uh, as a grower in Colorado in a two adult household with six healthy plants to take down. What are your best best practices? Scott, did you put this in here? You like to use that term, best practices. I love it, man. This man speaks my language, homie. <laughs> I always prefer to cure in glass, though this may not be an option due to volume. A wet trim and use drying racks. 
Hmm, I got some advice already. Five-gallon buckets with screw tops, bins, totes, and how often to burp. Plastic taste, question question mark. I'm not sold, but I'm looking for a scalable solution. Yeah, this is just like Thanks. talking to me, man. He wants to have scalable solutions. He wants best practices. Love it, man. Yes. Thanks, Brent. Um, yeah, man, first... Uh, I know Scotty probably agrees in the sense I don't know I, I stay away. There are food grade buckets, um, the five gallon bu- buckets of screw tops. That's not a horrible uh, solution. I would I would probably stick with the food grade, and then these bags, man, these bags are sweet. You could find them uh, over on uh, RealGrowers.com or he has, Scotty has them on Amazon too. If you just search Real Growers recharge and you can visit the store but regardless i was kind of skeptical of them uh at first but like one bag can hold like you were saying like up to a pound and they they're they're affordable they're reusable um they will you know there's no smell in them like you know that plastic i get worried about getting the smell off that plastic i do get a rub yeah if you just take a tote he's asking for options here i mean the bags are definitely good um i like a five gallon bucket i don't find you know the the like the rubber made that kind of plastic rubbery plastic i find just keeps a, a rubber smell for a long time uh and five gallon buckets just out of the factory do keep a, a, a little bit of a smell but i find you can get rid of it really easy you know if you wash a five gallon bucket with soap and water and then leave it out in the sun for a little while you know, a couple days or whatever, it usually gets rid of that nasty plastic smell. But you're right, man. You we go saw with food some sweet stuff. We saw some sweet food grade storage buckets. A lot of the the dispensaries are using out here in Colorado over at uh, the, the the Grow over RX Green Solutions has, and those those look pretty sweet. Um, I don't like though. You said you you do this. Uh, you do a wet trim and use drying racks because you know the idea, if you can, with drying is to t- you know let it. You'd want it to. to dry as slow as possible within reason so when you take you cut your flowers off the stalk and then you just throw them in the drying rack which are usually i guess pretty gentle it's like sometimes you feel like you might want to rotate the buds so you don't get the flat side or something but they dry a lot quicker and the quicker it dries the less flavorful it'll be uh in, in most instances i recommend trimming trying to keep as big a chunks as possible on stem and work with that when you're trimming. I know sometimes it's hard to, you know, have a big old stem, you know, you got to be able to move it and rotate it around and all that. But, uh, yeah, I would try not to, uh, unless it's just a space issue or whatever, I hang all my shit up, man, just off of a little uh, bungee cord with zip tie and, uh, or not zip tie, twisty, that that twisty tie every grower should have a couple rolls of to fix any problem. Um and just let that shit hang on stock. You'll get a better end product that way. I agree, man. I have this, I've, you know, same two adult household, and I've got six healthy plants to take down at a time. And yeah, man, I uh, definitely, I try to. I just harvested a, a, a little while ago, man, and I try to take them down in as big of hunks as I can. I mean, theoretically, it'd be cool to take the whole plant at once down, but it's okay, you know, to leave as much as you can on as much stock as you can because there's water in that stock there's a lot of water in there and it acts like a reservoir and as the plant is losing moisture through the leaves it's getting it replenished through that stock and it goes it makes a nice slow even flavorful drying man and uh yeah i find there's definitely a lot more flavor doing that uh than cutting it off the stem so i I think there's a uh, a lot of room for you to go up from here, man. That's the good news, man. Always like it when when, when I can actually uh, offer somebody advice that maybe would help. You know, I think if you do that, I think you're going to really improve your flavor. 
definitely get a flavorful improvement unless you're in a rush some people are like bam cut that shit up put it on the rack get it in a bag get out the door get it sold yep shit tastes good man tastes Uh, good all right all right let's go on to this number deuce uh defoliating defoliating people foliating Um, after what's that defoliating you're saying this is called defoliating after stretch i hope it's a word uh, defoliating Scotty. taking the leaves off yeah 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 you got it all right i want i was wondering your thoughts on defoliating a plant after week four or so with the stretch period when the stretch period is most over in order to allow more light to reach the bed i followed a sog sog maybe clc of green sog i'm gonna use these people saying scrog sog grower for a while now who swears by it but i grow large plants and scrog can should i defoliate my plants after the stretch completes do you think there's any real benefit so let's see here sog and scrog yeah sog is, is abbreviated sea of green it means that you've got a whole shitload of plants in a real yeah, small but what area about scrog? scrog is when you take one plant and you flatten it out so you're getting a big bang for the buck out of this one plant you're flattening you know you're making a screen of green out of it so you're kind of doing that same big flat top you're simulating a screen of green simulates a sea of green, man. No, you know what I mean? Like a, right. a sea of green is like a bunch of these little popsicle stick buds, you know, and all they are is these little 12 inch plants or eight, you know, 10 inch plants that are all flowering up and it's flat. It's just this flat, you know, sea of green you know, as far as, you know, when you look at a warehouse, um, you know, it's not like there's not tops here and tops there. It's just completely flat. Well, that's what you try to do with the scrog, but you try to do it with one plant. So you're taking this one plant and you're taking each branch and you're kind of leveling it. You're finding a space in the screen where you can level it, you know, and make it all level and flat. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I think uh, that this is, I usually don't do this at all. The only time I've removed leaves in bloom even after week four or five six whatever is when either they're at the very bottom of the plant like almost close to soil level and completely about to die off just because they're old or they're so big that they're really shading other crap i mean and that some genetics can do that but i don't i mean i don't think your flowers aren't what's generating the energy for your plant, right? It's your you know, leaves. Man, I'm just... In your root zone. Yeah, I'm like, today is the first day that I'm going to change my <laughs> change my opinion on this. Like, just because some conversations we've had and some conversations I've had as with UV light and UV light being a sunscreen for the plant... And I I really am starting to think that uh, if you allow the plants to get attacked by UV light or to get hit by UV light, uh, then they do start making resin. I I think maybe I might have been confused about plant health and overall plant nutrition and, you know, mixing that up with resin production. Yeah, yeah, totally. I totally agree with that. You know what I mean? So there there definitely might be something to that, man. I'll I'll have to figure it out. But I don't know. I'm not sure I totally agree with it's debatable i mean the uvs you need to hit not only the the flowers so you're saying the uv hitting the flowers yeah is what's going to be i'm saying that the, the okay. flowers the uv is a sunscreen i'm sorry the resin is a sunscreen for uh you know light uv light hitting the flowers so at a certain point if if the flowers are completely shaded by leaves and this is just a theory man you know like i said it's it's constant evolution over here with with me as well but i'm really going to investigate this theory man that if there was more uh, uh uv light hitting the uh, the actual flowers themselves 
then wouldn't they have to make more sunscreen? And if they're shaded by a bunch of leaves, then wouldn't they not feel the need to make much more sunscreen? This is something I've been talking to people about UV light recently. There's a couple. Uh, uh, we're going to have a grower sit in on Wednesday with a guy that's using uh, different uh, UV lights uh, to really uh, program his plants, man. And he's doing some interesting really? things with them, man. Uh, yeah, you talked to the dude with me, didn't you, man? <laughs> yep, I was hanging. Okay, I'm just, man. I was just testing you. <laughs> you were there, dude. All right, well, bottom line for me is I'm going to be careful. I'm not trying to remove too many, and only if it's in like if it's in the way, like a mega leaf, yeah. like a Jurassic Park leaf. Yeah, bottom line for me so. is I'm I'm the jury's still out for me. I never used to do it, man. I always used to say, why not just leave those leaves and let them they're solar panels for the plant. Let the plant develop you know, and bulk up. And I would say that if you're cutting leaves, uh, I can't imagine that's helping the plant bulk up because photosynthesis is, uh, you know, it, it happens in the leaf, man. So if you're cutting off those photocell, you know, those photosynthesis, you know, whatever, solar panels, basically, then I don't see how the plant's going to bulk up and, and, you know, plant increases bulk by photosynthesis. Now, yeah, getting, you know, increasing its, its resin production, that's kind of something different. You know, so maybe we're on to something there. All right. Yeah, yeah. Could be on to something, uh, but be careful. Be careful. I got, we got two questions in on ladybugs Being on to something is better than being on something, man. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm going to try and group these two questions, these two questions together because they're both about the ladybugs. Part one, hey, are you aware, hey, dude and Scotty, ladybugs, part of an IPM question mark. Are you aware of any recommendations on how to use ladybugs for pest control? I've heard it mentioned a few times on the show. Any chance of getting an entomologist on as a guest that could give some numbers, like ladybugs per plant count or what pests they eat, etc. Thanks for all the work you guys put into the show. You are a backstage pass to the cannabis world. All right. Sandwich bag swag, my brother. (laughs) All right, man. All right. Um, You know, Dr. uh, Tom would be glad to come on. He is an entomologist. I'm sure he'd be glad to come on and talk to us. You ever put ladybugs in your room? You know I have. Yeah, I definitely have. I used to have... well, here, let me read this other part of the question because we're going to cover it. All this right. is actually another – this is from Long Long Bottom Leaf. Um, right. But long-time listener, I purchased 1,500 ladybugs a month ago and recently went out to a, to a barn and, lo- and, lo- and looked at the other end of the exhaust fan to find the carnage. They've all been sucked out and through my fan, which runs 24-7. Can I cover um, the end of the Can Max 8 – with pantyhose to prevent them from being sucked out without overtaxing the fan's motor. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Grow more dank. Right. All right. So the first question, obviously, ladybugs can be used in the garden for sure. I've used them. Uh, I had a four-lighter when I was using them, and roughly a grow area of like eight foot long by whatever, eight foot wide about, you know, okay. four by four grow areas. Sure. I think I remember putting out like they come in those packs of a thousand typically for like ten bucks, and I would like put out one of those. We had another grower when I worked retail. He would buy, he would buy them by like the ten thousand. I'm like, oh my god! Like, is your room just, you know, there's like ladybugs everywhere, and they are good at at, at beating up on some spider mites. I mean, is that what you used them for? I believe yes, yes, I did. Yeah, so I like them. Uh, yeah, you just gotta be ready up. for. They can, yeah, if there's food for them there, if you had a, you know, even medium spider mite infestation, you can have, you can overpopulate it. So, like, if I had, let's say I had webbing and I wanted to just try this with ladybugs, man, I'd put out, like, 
man, at least maybe a packet per thousand watt light. It's probably total overkill. That's like 4,000, you know, a thousand ladybugs per watt. One, one ladybug per watt. There you go. That's dude's <laughs> recommendation. Um, but they'll tear it. They'll tear it up. They'll, they'll eat and it's fun to watch them. You can actually, I mean, obviously you can't see them eating them, but you'll see them crawl up to where a mite is stop there. And you're like, Ooh, it feels good. I know that mites getting eaten right now. So, but they get everywhere as, uh, Long beef, long beef. I'm calling a <laughs> long, calling beef. A long beef, man. Mister <laughs> um, uh, Long Bottom Leaf said, "I mean, they can get in, they get in your hoods, they can get in your fans, your you know, and it's not the most horrible thing if you don't mind having some ladybug carnage." Uh, but man, what do you think about Long Bottom Leaf wanting to cover his fan with some pantyhose to prevent? Because he has to have that fan run twenty four seven. He says, "Yeah, I mean, you can do it. Uh, it will restrict the flow a bit." And pantyhose are going to restrict it. You might want to see they've got these real inexpensive, I don't know, they're like little you know, end cap kind of sock things. It almost looks like the same size as a screen would be. It's like just like a little screen that goes over uh, like a cap. And they're like 10 12 bucks at the hydro store. And you can put them over. And I would think that's uh, big enough to let more airflow, but still small enough to uh, catch ladybugs. You know, not not. What would you say real. to use from the store? It's like a little ace. I don't know what they call it, man, but it's like an end cap kind of screen sock type of thing. Um, just go look where the uh, air, air, uh, the fans and the filters are sold, you know, at the hydro store. And I mean, it's literally like a, a $10 item. Usually it's, I don't know, at Way to Grow, they're like, you know, on the end cap, basically, like uh, kind of clothespin there, you know, where you just kind of grab one and go. Well, I got to recommend you. Get, I was, my brain was ticking while you were going. I would, you, why don't you build yourself this eight inch fan? You could use um, a box, a cardboard box, if you want to reinforce it, or you could, if you're handy, just simply build a, out of whatever you know cheap lumber, styrofoam, foam insulation board would work. Foam. Build a box um, that's about at least three by three would be good. At least I'm get off. This is all off the top of my head. Play with the numbers, um, and then use a real fine mesh screen, such as like they have some screening. It might even work for you just to get some uh, like screen door screen, but there is probably some more rigid screening over in Home Depot's uh, over by the building materials. You got to buy it by the roll, but you can get a pretty fine mesh where I think those ladybugs won't be able to get through. But when they don't, like they'll just fall off. Whereas when you're just putting pantyhose over the end of that Max Eight, that could restrict the that could start to restrict the flow quick. quick you said yeah. barn, you know, there's going to be a lot of potential dust whatever i'm worried about ladybugs just getting stuck on there and then all of a sudden you just have an eight inch round circle of ladybugs so build something bigger that that way your fan won't get its flow restricted um and yeah it'll be easy for you if you have anything stuck on there you could probably just tap it if it's a screen you know nothing's going to get stuck really horribly bad probably so that's what i would try and do and yeah release tons of ladybugs yeah it's a crazy idea but why not just get a can filter you know what I mean? Put a filter on the yeah. end there, and then all you got to do is just change, you know, whatever. Yeah, just, I mean, if I think it'd be if fine. He doesn't then. have to worry about the uh, carbon scrubbing. Who and don't want to? Oh, and potentially where it's mounted. Who knows? Up really high, weird. He doesn't want to deal with mounting a carbon filter. Okay. Um, that's okay. Yeah, that's that's an that's okay idea. But he's in a barn, man. So you should start releasing those bad boys. If you don't keep in mind. Do you can do intervals if there's nothing for them to eat you're not you're just wasting your money um other than you know saying ah, i don't see anything but i'm just gonna release a thousand today but then maybe you know the next week when you're checking in scope and you see oh there's a few might damage leaves over there all right i'm gonna release at least a couple thousand you know i don't have the exact number 
um, for for you guys as far as what the entomologist would recommend. But I'll I'll say uh, maintenance schedule. I'll do a one thousand per per four lights. So per four thousand watts, one thousand ladybugs or two hundred and fifty ladybugs per light, if you will. So how do you like that? Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm all for it. They're affordable, and they're cool insects. Just be ready to clean up after them. And yeah, they're a little be, messy. And when you you have your date over or your parents, and all of a sudden there's a ladybug crawling across your television screen or some shit, you're just like, oh, wow, isn't that strange? I can <laughs> see two right now in my office. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's good like, luck. It's like January. You're like, hmm, that guy must have overwintered in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and it is right. kind of cool about ladybugs is that you can really monitor when they're no longer working for you because they will have a few more generations in, in your grow where you'll be like, oh, there's a young one there, you know. Okay, there's a bunch of dead ones and there's new ones and you can kind of monitor it better than when you have the little tiny microscopic predators. You're not really sure what's going on. Yeah. All right, on. Well, we got a question about avalanche and hype, but before we do... Because I like to ha- hype the avalanches, man. Um, man, with being a snowboarder, I always just get pictures of avalanche in my head. You being snowboarder as well, but also a grower, you probably you probably think grow more first when you get it. Think about Mendocino avalanche. I think about an avalanche going through the Mendocino forest in Northern <laughs> California, dude. We'll take a break, man. We got to jam. We got to jam a song, and I got to. Uh, hopefully, I'm not moving too quick. I'm gonna jam another Island Sweet Skunk hit, and today I'm drinking some iced. B-H-A-K-T-I chai coffee blend with fresh pressed ginger and fiery masala spices, man. My shit is working on you, man. This shit is working. That's what happens when you go into Whole Foods High and look at all the drinks. (laughs) You're like, damn, there's a lot of selection here. All right. So you spend a 10 spot on a drink, man. All right. At Whole Foods. We'll be right back, guys. Check it out. DudeGrows.com. All right. Yeah. 
almost forgot sitting there jamming um you are honestly i still have not used avalanche so i've used it a more few times towards you scotty mm-hmm. i actually well i was about to use it one time and i think it was dr j or somebody in the, in the crew was like you got any avalanche man shit right now i need this like, right, i'll hook you up and uh but I, I actually got a question about this i had a grower use it uh as i'll pack an ug man he was hanging out helping trim a little and he's like honestly in that last run i don't think i noticed a, a, much of a difference he's like i don't see anything bad but anyway let's get into the question here avalanche hype i'm a longtime listener under your recommendation i bought a bottle of mendocino avalanche i was shocked by the warning label on the back i do remember you stating something about it being semi-organic is this product organic or not is it worth the risk in a medical grow growing veganic organic at the moment uh, so that's the first part of the question here. Um, sure, okay, so uh, yeah, that warning label. I mean, we've definitely gone over it before, but you know, you see a warning. The CDFA, the California whatever uh, Agriculture Department, whatever it is, um, they make you label shit. It's crazy. They just put crazy labels on stuff, man. I mean, so uh, I don't know what to say. Every every time if you go to California and you look, everything has a label like that on there where it says like this has been known to cause cancer. I mean, you walk into a convenience store and they got a label on the on the wall that says this this place uses chemicals known to cause cancer and blah blah blah, and it freaks you out, man. Uh, from what I'm to understand, that uh, it's very difficult to uh, uh, to put to put get anything to market. In California, as a California producer, and not have that label on there. So, yeah, it's yeah. A- I mean, I just heard rock wool, like in California. I heard was uh, like in the, like carcinogenic list or something. And uh, I mean, I guess if you're sticking to say, hey, if depending on, I guess who, if you're, I don't know if you're going for dispensary, but if you want your grow to be completely any anything being put into it has to be listed with a certain what's the california one you know obviously there's omri but doesn't there another one right right up there with that i can't remember the name of it um i mean cdfa i believe the uh they they, it's like the california department of agriculture or what is the fertilizer control officer uh what is it fertilizer controller association i don't even know man thank god when i uh started dealing with california i was able to hire myself a uh uh, professional to take care of all the registrations, you know, a registration consultant. And that was nice. So I don't even, I don't even deal with them people, <laughs> man. But, um, yeah, I, I just know Would they're you, not. So if you're an organic man. gardener, hundred, like okay, we, I think on all our summers we've gone over with Jacob, there's nothing like harmful or P, you know, no PGR. It's basically, uh, isn't it a type of seaweed extract? Is that fair to say? I thought it was something where he was pulling, pulling specific, uh, you know, and, and man, this is out of my element, and I, I really don't understand it. But specific uh, extracts out of the seaweed, and then he coupled those with some specific micronutrients, and uh, he was able to get a, a flower hardening effect, man. And that's about as as good as I can explain it. I really uh, uh, no, no, out no, of my element good, man. on this one, man. 
Yeah, it's we'll have to revisit it when Jacob's back up on the show. Uh, yeah, he's actually been sure. uh, wanting to come on the show. We need to, to get him in here soon, man. We can divert this question to him, man. Let the expert talk about it. I bet I can smoke three bong hits in between the time I asked the question and the time he's done talking. <laughs> uh, second part here, I get a, a solution. Now, another question, how do I get a sample size of Mammoth P? Without signing up for your site, I'm just not ready to pay a recurring service fee at your site at this time, but great show. Keep them coming. Cool. Definitely appreciate the compliment on a great show. Mammoth P, uh, guys, basically Scotty brought up on the show just because we know you know the listeners and the crew want to hear about especially when it's a bacterial product. Scotty gets a little excited. Um, but man, just give them a call, contact them. Just say, you know, it's just say we heard about you on the Dude Grow show, and I'm wondering if you have any samples. Definitely would be the best way. Um, to handle it it's not a product that's being sold through our show or through us so uh but it was a product we wanted to because it was cool and it's interesting to hear about new things coming out that uh you know we want to get to you guys so um i don't know unless scotty you have anything else with that but that's probably the best way i think i think they'd be giving out samples if you just contacted them yeah i'm sure they would i'm sure they would definitely and uh yeah about gotta know the dude grows show password man yeah, well, it's it says I'm uh, just not ready to pay a recurring in capital uh, letters service fee for your site at this time, and uh, you know that's cool. But uh, you know the guys that do support us as ten dollars a month, and the guys that do support us, we do go out of our way to make sure that they get their money every month. You know, money's worth whether it's uh, you know that you know special uh, Coast Mesa Steve recipe uh, or some grow more coupons or some recharge savings. You know, whatever. If you if you're growing and you are using some of the things that that we talk about here. You know, it would definitely save you 10 bucks. So uh, we're definitely, I don't know, doing our best with that and hope to add more value as time goes on, man. I hope we can steer you yeah, over to the side. Yeah, it doesn't have to be recurring either, guys. Man, if you want to hop on there and just say, hey, like what you're doing, here's a little love, that's fine too. So, and if, you know, so either way, but uh, yeah, contact Mammoth. They're right in Fort Collins, man. They'll answer the phone and say, you know, say the dude and Scotty says, you guys, at least I heard you on there. Tell them you heard them on there. Get them warmed up. They'll love it. Ask for a sample. I'm sure they'll help you out. Absolutely. Well, there are some companies out there that don't roll like that, but uh, yeah, mammoth guys seem legit. It is um, a little kind all of right. crazy sometimes when you're just like, hey, I heard about your product. Can I have some for free? You know what I mean? It's kind of a little bit like, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. you got to kind of give a story with it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you at least say, you know, at least give them like, you know, you don't have any like dating analogy, Scotty? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'd want to go right off the cuff with, buddy. No way, man. I have to, right. I always have no to tone worries. those down, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, make them about uh, kissing and not getting laid. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's see here. Well, what do you got, man? Yeah, what do you got? Um, let's see. Got another question coming up here. So, question six: Flood and drain. Flood and drain. All right. Some hydro. Um, probably the easiest way to get growing if you want to grow in hydro. Without having a, like a deep water culture or NFT situation, something that's pretty stable as long as your pump pump is working, right? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, flood and drain's real easy. A little bit heavy on newts, though, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, what do you mean? Just because you gotta? All right, we'll read this question, man. Then we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah, true. I'm gonna like skip the question and just start talking flood and drain with you and totally forget what I'm doing here. <laughs> All right, to flood or not to flood, I've been thinking of building a flood and drain system, but I haven't actually seen any systems up close and personal, so I don't fully understand them. So, my question is, does the table get flooded and while doing so or, and while doing so draining also? So, yeah, what you got there, I mean, a, the flood and drain kit 
is some hardware. These tables, if you get a flood and drain table, most of them are pre-drilled to handle this. Very common in all hydro stores. Or if you know somewhere in Prohibition, you can go get it from uh, probably you can make it from Home Depot parts. But um, flood and drain kit is the hardware, so you can set the height in the tray. Basically, you could have your pump turn on, and I think those spacers are usually about I don't know two inches probably. And then uh, once the le water level reaches a certain height, uh, it'll automatically start to drain back into your res. And you can have that height be like a two inches, four inches, six inches. Not much above that because you can't have your obviously your your drain be higher than the edge of your table, your flood table, or else it would flood. You just pump water out of the resin up over uh, right. if there was enough volume there. So you can decide, but really what you're going to do, depending on your, your growing media, is have it flood enough to, you know, I don't know, it depends. Why don't you give them an example with uh, just rockwool slabs? You know, I've got six inch Hugo blocks, rockwools, in a, in a four by four tray. How high am I flooding them? You don't have to flood them high at all, man. If you rock wool because it wicks up, uh, you know, believe it or not, you could flood that at, at you know half an inch would work, but you could flood it at, you know half high, and it would wick up. So kind of a cool thing about rock wool. That's the thing about uh, flood tables. If you have a say a four by eight table, you know, you got a, a, a you know whatever four by eight tray, man. You know how much water it's going to take to fill that thing up four inches. You know, it's going to take a lot of water, man. So it's kind of inefficient if you got a flood table and you got to hang out. And, you know, now I've got to have a 200-gallon reservoir or whatever, a 100-gallon reservoir to fill that thing. Um, it's a yeah. hell of a lot easier just to to put a hose over the top with a, you know, with a, uh, a pump and a timer and just run drippers to it. And run drippers two, three times a day and adjust how many times you need to run those. Um yeah, I like that idea. But flood and drain, I guess um, a lot of times what, what it'll do is it'll actually uh, flood through the pump, you know, so it'll, the pump will pump, you know, water up into the table. The table will flood. There's an overflow. So anything that's that gets above, you know, usually it's a piece of PVC pipe or something like that that's an overflow. So anything that goes above uh, that that line i guess or that setting will go back into the pipe and go back down into the reservoir and then once the pump turns off the reservoir or i'm sorry the pump is the drain it just drains right back through that pump that's normally how most uh, uh ebb and flow systems are set up you know there's all sorts yeah, of variations it's so simple i seen back yep. in the 70s there was this ebb and flow system that was like a five gallon bucket and you just lifted it up and you put it on the table you know, it was attached to a little tray, and a uh, five-gallon bucket was a reservoir. It was for, like, if you didn't have power or something like that, you know, for a greenhouse. And you just took the five-gallon bucket up, and you put it, like, on the on the same, you know, level as the table, and all the water drained out into the table. And then you just put it back on the ground when you were done 10, 15 minutes later, and it drained back into the bucket. It was cool as shit. <laughs> you could use, yeah, you're going to need a timer to control your flood. Depends on what stage of growth, environmental conditions, et cetera, on how often you're going to flood your, your and your growing media. 15-minute timers sometimes can be to suffice, but really you want to get, if you know, you want to be able to fully control it, you want a cycle stat timer. So that way you can just have, and you can get a, sac, a cycle stat timer with a photo cell, which means the timer only works when the lights are on, and you can say, hey, I, they're, they're really variable. Like, I want it to flood for... 30 seconds every half hour or I want it to you know flood for two minutes every hour the the settings are infinite and those are pretty nice to be able to dial in as your your watering needs adjust with plant growth um, you know durations to flood a couple negatives if you don't you know a pH meter is required 
Uh, you don't want to be monitoring pH daily and keeping it at an ideal level and adjusting it. Typically, I'd also have like a little stir pump running in there. Not totally necessary, but that keeps your reservoir stirred up and mixing. Um, height, man. If you have height restrictions growing indoors, most of us do. I mean, setting up a table, typical style is you set up a table and have a res under it. I like to have stuff on the ground if I can, man. I want my vertical height. So that's one reason I don't like that setup. Um, you don't even have, if you want to ditch all that and do it super easy, you could set up just a flood table to drain. And at your drain hole, you just have a simple five gallon bucket catch and just dump that shit down the drain. You just drain to runoff. And maybe you get a little bit of runoff into that bucket. And that's just a drained away system. It'd be pretty easy. So a lot of variations, like Scotty said. Sounds like you're gonna have an overflowing bucket a lot of times. It sounds like water on the floor to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you got the upstairs grow room, man. Then you flood it out downstairs. <laughs> nice. That's probably, know. that's probably a tainted situation where I I didn't quit hydro after that, but it's like, gosh, damn, that was a hundred gal res, man. I think forty gallons of it came through the ceiling. <laughs> hey, you know, man, I found it kind of difficult. That's a, I I, don't, I refuse to to think or talk about that, man. I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> I, I, um, the only thing about uh, ebb and flow is sometimes I would uh, find it hard to leach the plants and to get the salts out of the plants if I accidentally uh, overfed them or if during an overfeeding situation. If I had uh, uh, like a, a drip system, I could just drip plain water through the rockwool cubes and even through the rockwool slab and even just drain that to waste if I wanted to. And, I, you know, I was able to pull out nutrition really fast, pull out the nutrients really fast and, and leach the soil or leach the rock wool. Um, when I would have an ebb and flow, man, I just have to be, you know, basically flooding it and then letting the water come back and then flooding it with that, you know, higher P, uh, PPM water. And it was just a lot harder to get it to, to leach out, man. So, and it takes a lot more water. And I just think that... It, uh, it cost, ends up costing a lot more. There was a guy that I'm going to hit on uh, one of the next questions talking about uh, how much it costs to run recharge, man. You know, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to wait for uh, a Wednesday show for that, for recharge it up. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. Was, uh, confusing questions. But, um, you know, I mean, if you're running a 100-gallon reservoir or a 50-gallon reservoir even, uh, and you're emptying that thing, you know, every couple of days, hell yeah, man, it costs a lot to run these nutrients, man. So you want to trade the idea is to try to run things with as little, you know, the wrap on hydroponics actually is it's super water efficient when, you know, we're talking on acreage and, and, uh, uh, oh my God, I can't talk nurseries and greenhouses. They like hydroponics because it doesn't use a lot of water compared to traditional, like, you know, traditionally they flood the land they got flood and drain on the land you know think about how much water that takes to do acreage like that so um yeah it's definitely more efficient but if you end up using an ebb and flow table or a flood table and you got to use a hundred gallon reservoir kind of erases that efficiency Yeah, I, uh, all right, I'm over the hydro talk. Let's move on. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, I'm got like, hyd- like a dick. Hydro land there, man. I don't want to be, ha- hey, look, we got hydro girls. It's cool, man. Hydro land isn't that bad. Um, all right, let's go to, uh, I've been thinking actually to a, a mini NFT for cilantro because I heard that's a great way to grow it. And I love cilantro. And it seems like, man, when you, it's like all herbs. When you get to try them fresh instead of that, you know, the cut up at the store in the refrigerated section in the clear plastic little container versus cutting some off a living plant. Oh, God, i got to grow some more. I'm yeah. about to get some, uh, oh, what is it, uh, microgreens growing. You know, I've been, I, I get in my microgreen season every once in a while. So really easy and fun to do. But 
Man, let's I just I got to give a shout out to uh, man. I got to get him on the executive producer list. Old, old Jr. Man, remember Jr. came to visit us in the uh, uh, fifteen passenger four twenty van. Man, mm-hmm. oh, that was so much fun, man. But uh, he gave me this. A Rubbermaid container. I mean, like a 10-gallon Rubbermaid container, maybe bigger, filled with packets of seeds, man. Just uh, not pot seeds, man. Like, you know, vegetable seeds. Yeah, vegetables and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. and I just actually raided it a couple days ago. I think it was two nights ago I raided it and uh, planted all a whole bunch of veggies and, you know, chives and, and all sorts of good stuff. Uh, oregano, a couple tomato plants. In the grow, though, man. Because I got a little bit more room, and I'm just doing doing my six plants, six and six, man. So leaves a little bit of room on the sides to do some other stuff, man. So kind of having having a good time with that, man. So well, shout gotta, out to uh, Jr. All right, then I get a shout out, man. I just have one here from uh, shout out to Rip Van Winkle, um, hanging right. out in Minnesota, Minnesota. Hey, man, I was born in Minnesota, so I can try and mimic some of that shit up there in the <laughs> north. Go up there, get some pop, drive around the car. Uh, but he sent out a little thank you package. Thanks, Rip Van Winkle. He went over to, uh, I don't know if you got, he sent out some different hats. He said, uh, appreciate everything you guys do. This is a little, some Midwest swag. And it's like there's a John Deere hat in there. One of them's like a Caterpillar equipment hat. So like some some mid some Midwest working hats. And I saw, I don't know if you got them from there, Rip. I saw a Fleet Farm bag in there. And actually my parents used to live out there in, in Burnsville. So there's I like going to Fleet Farm, man. That's like your, your farmer's get-it-all store. So I don't know what the comparison would be here for a store you got one up in uh, fort collins at farm store i forgot the Tract- name of it but we got tractor supply down in the south man is that what it's like man there you go something like that oh, right. but you know man if uh, the only thing i know about if i ever get stuck in minnesota i just gotta ask people how goes the battle you know that one how goes the battle what's you, the battle you don't know that one man that's the uh that, that was the one uh who was it, man? It was uh, BJ from from uh, uh, Colorado Magic Board. He's from Minnesota originally, man. He was, he was saying that's that's what all the contractors say to each other. How goes the battle? <laughs> anyway, we should get back to the grow. Thanks, Mister Van Winkle, if I can call you that. Uh, but we got a first time grower in Denmark question here. Living up here in cold Denmark, love it, man. Uh, it's been a it's been uh, love hearing <clears throat> hearing from other countries. It is a bit hard to grow anything. I got some seeds from Amsterdam and planted two this summer, which has grown nicely even though I'm a noob when it comes to growing. I only grown once before when I lived in Spain. Much better weather conditions, yes. But that does not really count as I got a, as I got a seedling and the perfect soil for my for my dealer. What? From my dealer. Oh, okay, he's got, gotcha. The same guy that sends him seeds sends him soil, man. That's cool, man. Sweet. I buy this a bag of weed. I buy soil, man. <laughs> Vertical integration over there, man. I like it. This is really my first time, and I'm taking this opportunity to learn and allow myself to make mistakes. I moved the plants indoors, and we built a temporary semi-isolated room and an LED grill light. Smell is not an issue here on the countryside, so we do not have any fans or pro installations. Uh, right now the plants are in bloom and been for four weeks and have two concerns. How would, what would be the telltale sign of room being too cold for plants? And then how often do I know when it's time to harvest? Well, it's first part. What's the yep. telltale sign for being too cold? You got one? You know, I would say that the plants are going to slow down. You're going to see real slow growth, man. These things should be exploding with growth. If you got enough light on them and enough nutrition and, uh, yeah, I would say that would be a telltale sign. Yeah, and I've never, I mean, 
I feel like I should have like, oh, it's definitely this, but to tell, I've never had, my, especially indoors. Outdoors, I've seen it, like Scotty said, where it's been, oh, man, we got this damn cold front for five days. And then I, the main way I can tell is the plants just stop using. I don't need to, they don't stop, but I don't, I don't need to water them nearly as much because it's colder out. They're not doing as much. But indoors, being that we're always controlling our environments, I mean, you don't want to go in vegetative growth. I mean, I guess she's in Celsius probably over in Denmark. Uh, but, um, <laughs> you know, 50, man, the vegetative growth lights on, like mid-70s typically. I think if you get down to 70, lower 70s, close to upper 60s, it really slows down in veg. Yeah. Different strains will probably be, you know, do your strain research if you can get – certain strains that you know where they're what type of the climate in the world they're supposed to be grown at um one that you know is from you know high altitude desert area versus the equator might do much better in your conditions so but you should be able to control that indoors i'm assuming to to not let it get too cold definitely Um, definitely and you might want to try if you're just doing one or two plants you might want to just try like a root heat map uh, mat (laughs) map yeah if you can keep your roots warm that's bonus Yeah, definitely. It might it might just do the trick. Just I think they go what they're in like the eighties or something like that that they they run. Some, eighty dollars? No, no, an eight eighty degree temperatures. Oh, between depends, eighty and depends, ninety. Man, you could pimp it out with the with the ther- mat thermostat as well. It's just, true. It's true. You know. All right, the second one uh, seems pretty easy. I think we can help them with this one. How do how I do know you, when ahead. it is time to harvest? And uh, let's just end it right there, man. How how I know when it's time to harvest is by taking a. Uh, uh, a scope and looking at my trichomes and I'm looking for a, a milky to amber color. The trichomes will start out clear and you'll, the trichomes you're going to see, it's like this little, it's like a, a, a stick with a, a ball on the top of it. And that ball will be clear for a while. And then you'll see the ball start turning milky. Some of them, you know, there's thousands of them in, in your field of vision and you'll see that most of them are clear or they're all clear. And then there's a couple milky ones and then they all turn milky. And that's when the whole thing is white and fuzzy with frost. And uh, then they'll start it. You know, after a while, they start turning amber. You know, they start dying and turning amber. And, uh, right. yeah, and you'll see these are yeah. crystal clear, they're called the trichomes and be patient. You got to, you know, shove this, get a handheld loop. Definitely recommend like, a little white led illuminated one. It really helps you see they're like 15 bucks. Yeah. Jewelers and, loop uh, is what you can look for, you know, on Amazon. You don't have to say weed growers loop, man. Yeah. Trichomes. So harvest loop. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, then, yeah, like Scotty's saying the earliest one third, amber on the trichome you mentioned in the question here um that some people are saying to look at the uh the hairs on the uh plant you know you're let's see here um some say that you look at the color of the hairs in the buds they should go from white to brown uh, the more you go so that's not really of importance that they definitely start to change and it's it is one way to say hey things are changing we're getting closer to harvest but you got to scope up your plant to really get um uh, the true uh telltale sign as you said yeah so. and it's really easy to look at that plant while it's got clear trichomes and say oh man it's ready it's got to be ready it looks so good i want to smoke it but if you can let it go those extra couple of weeks till they turn white and uh i don't get to milky all, or i'm sorry i don't get to uh, amber all that often i'll see a few ambers as soon as i see a few ambers and the whole thing is white i'm fucking chopping that bitch down man <laughs> you know i don't have the patience yeah all right. Yeah, I like that. And you didn't get along with me, you go out to die. <laughs> <All right. laughs> nice.
<laughs> what else we got, got a pitcher in, man. If you guys want to see any of these, uh, by the way, uh, as you're listening to the show, there's links to these questions with pitchers yep. right under the show here, right under the post of the show. This one is, is this a nutrient deficiency from uh, Jamaica WD? Pitchers aren't great, but looks like... <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to help you Hi, out, man. I've suffered, for, I've suffered for this, all right, man? This is Jim, a.k.a. WD. Uh, Jamaica WD on my end, <laughs> I like it. Jim, yeah, I also known as WD. Right. I, I thought, that, yeah, man, yeah, definitely. They have a good laugh at right. us for that That's one. That's pretty man. funny. Uh, I got a picture up of a fan leaf. He wants to know if it's iron or zinc. What do you think? Maybe I should add some cow mag. This picture looks kind of just like a... Not full, you know, just a lighter green leaf this color. This looks like HBS washed picture, though. If I can give you guys, I put this up just true. I, I don't Good have point. a ton of information, uh, but what I, the reason I put this up because I want to say if you guys are going to take a picture in your garden, just hold your sunglasses right up to her. Find some old pair of sunglasses and leave them in the garden, and just hold them up to the camera as you're as you're taking the picture, and you'll see it'll cut right through the HPS glare, and you'll be able to get a much more realistic picture to to, to have a look at. So kind of the first thought I just wanted to talk about is uh, just the distortion, HPS distortion, man. So be careful. Yeah, it's got that uh, yellow hue. I mean, I had some HPS lights running outside Mm -hmm. to help with the finish off my outdoor. And when you walk out there, it just you really notice it because there'd be the natural light. And it'd be like, you know, I had a buddy checking out the garden that wasn't a grower. He's like, why is it all like yellow light? What is that? Like, that's what HPS light looks like. You don't notice it probably as much when you're in. A garden with only that light but when there's other another light source another thing you can do i always like to have um a t5 mounted in my room if i needed to shut off my hids for something um just a single bar or two bars and then i can maintain my photo period maybe your ac quit whatever problem you have or you want to get some pictures or if you have a bunch of uh a bunch of screwed up leaves just take one or two off go set them on your table inside or against a white piece of a printer paper and get some really good shots uh this leaf man i don't you know i don't know it doesn't look that bad at all to me it looks like maybe it's faded a little if anything when i tell people if i say hey i don't know man I, this picture's rough you know ask well, how they've been feeding this and that i'll say hey dial in your ph and then just do a full-on uh a full-on watering of you know if you have a, a good base nutrient should have most of in what you need uh, some people obviously come upon strains that are, you know, more CalMag heavy or more uh, whatever, just want to have more of this or that. But it's, pictures are so hard for me, for me at least, to be like, oh, that's definitely that, you know. It's like I got to put my I got to put my eyes in the garden. Yeah, that's why I thought it'd be fun to talk about this, or at least I thought we could maybe give a, a, a couple valid points. And that is when you're looking at something at a picture and you're going, man, I don't know, is it iron or is it zinc? You know, or maybe I should add some CalMag. I mean, it's, it's just what this says. Think about just Clearing it out, clearing it, clearing your reservoir out, and starting from scratch with you know a fresh base nutrient. You know what I mean. So if you're using you know whatever General Hydro, clear out your reservoir. If it's a recirculating reservoir, definitely because when you recirculate nutrients, uh, a lot of times you know some of the nutrients get uptaken at different times, and you end up getting a really imbalanced. Uh, uh, you know, reservoir, even if you're putting, you know, you're putting a PPM pen in there and it's reading right, it's not balanced. So a lot of times just swapping out a reservoir will help. So I, that's kind of just what I wanted to say is start from scratch here, man. Give yourself a fresh batch of nutrients. And, uh, uh, you know, of course, I'm going to say use a bunch of recharge and see what happens, man. CalMag is never a bad thing. It doesn't hurt to throw a little CalMag in there or on the side of having a uh, 
you know, CalMag deficiency. I've never gotten bit in the ass for that, you know, as far as just putting five mils per gallon in with, you know, with my nutrients. But, um, yeah, man, that's all, that's all I wanted to say, man. It's just a start from scratch with it. When you got the, when you're trying to diagnose something that's wrong and you can't figure it out, uh, make sure you're starting with a clean reservoir with fresh newts and, uh, yeah, good quality newts. Make sure it ain't some shit that's been sitting in your in your garage for two years that you're trying to use. Stuff does precipitate out of old nutrients. Two-year-old garage-based nutrient? What, man, on our beautiful cannabis plants? I don't think so. No, I ain't saying that. Some that's people the, do do that. They, yeah, I ain't saying that's the case, Don't be using man. old bottles. Yeah, that's all I'm saying is, you know, if you got some shit that's uh, a little bit older and you're using it, man, it could, you know, a lot of times... Uh, I don't know. Nutrients can go bad too, man. Keep it fresh and keep that reservoir fresh. And uh, when you got a problem, man, just start from scratch again, man. Sometimes that's the best right way. Right on. I agree. Yeah. If you have any question on the age of your nutrients, if they've been stored improperly, et cetera, just, you know, toss them, go get some new ones. Uh, they've seen problems caused that way for sure. Uh, all right. We got Grow Mal. Grow Mal. What's Grow Mal I'm got to say, this- man? I'm sharing this with the only people in the world that I can geek out to that actually might care. I love it. I'll care. After <laughs> oh, this talking was, uh, dehumidification. This, this is a Google Plus crew. This, this is what you get in the, in the DGC, man. I took this one right out of the DGC. Yeah, and he, he goes, I wish I wish I, I, I'll, I'll start hanging out there more. Sorry, guys. I don't hang out enough over on the crew. Um, talking dehumidification with Cliff from Quest. Yep. Quest is a dehumidification uh, manufacturer, dehumidifier manufacturer uh i have been daydreaming about owning one of these i love it when you're so geeked out about shit you're like dreaming about your new double-ended light or something right um he says i called up cliff told him the dude and scotty sent me he answered all of my questions and found a supplier in my area that hooked it up i plugged it in and i couldn't be happier replacing my ideal air this thing is saving me 500 watts and it's doing the same job it runs virtually silent and it's built like a tank I just wanted to throw this testimonial testimonial out to the DGC, right on. Yeah, so we got official approval on uh, Quest. I never I've heard of those. I've heard they're pretty good shit. Oh come on, man! When we were uh, we were at the Colorado, uh, the Colorado Springs Way to Grow, and those Quest dehumidifiers were going on. I think they sold five or six that day. And by the end of the day, I was like, "What's happening? Is you guys have a humidity problem?" Yeah, they were. They absolutely were. Okay. I didn't know if it had ideal air or quest. No. Nope. I know Quest has been in the business, I think, a bit. They're like they have commercial units, etc. I've never used Ideal Air. Uh I don't think Ideal Air or anything. I believe that's a sunlight supply brand. So and those things are all hit or miss, man. Like my Hydro Farm air conditioner, dude. I look at it as it should work for two years. If it works longer, great. If it doesn't, I'm just gonna have to buy another one, which Soon enough, here we'll play by a small mini slit. But that is a good uh, review. I knew Santa Fe, I think, is the name of another dehumidifier I had a buddy use. But I like how he said this thing. He said it's running pretty quiet. Hey, Quest came um, on the show, man. You know, Quest supports it's the virtually DGC, silent. so I'm down, man. You got to throw some love back, man. Yeah, you want to get those dehumidifiers if you're in a bigger situation and have to handle humidity. You know, you want a, a hose either that drains to waste or you're catching that water if you want another source of water for your garden or whatever. That water is great to use in your garden if you're dehumidifying. Sure. Um, otherwise, you know, otherwise worrying about having to fill or change out a tank. I mean, I have one myself that holds, I think it's like just a gallon or two. They could call it in pints, but that's like the Hydro Farm one. And, uh, 
So, but it does a decent job, but I don't need a big one. So, cool. Thanks, Grow Mal. Yeah, man. I just wanted to say a dehumidifier a lot of times can take the work of an air conditioner, you know, or can maybe some, I don't say take the work of an air conditioner, but if you're right on the cusp where you might need an air conditioner, you can a lot of times uh, uh, get away with just using a, a dehumidifier. It also makes an air conditioner work a lot, a lot more efficiently, I'll say. If you have a humidity problem, the air conditioner has to get rid of that humidity first and then, uh, and then start cooling the air so definitely something to think about adding a dehumidifier to the mix i know i'm thinking about it right on well uh man growers scatty i gotta get ready to bounce you know how it is when you're uh, when you're trimming it's it's like the job's always on your mind until it's done and every minute counts <laughs> right so right. i'm just really glad this fall i'm not up against a frost that can be super stressful of course you can just always you know take down and put your things in turkey bags and whatever but i'm you know i'm t- i'm in the trimming mode now to where I don't want to. I don't want to trim it again because I've heard. You know, we've talked about on the show people doing different ways. Some will leave a little uh, sugar leaf to to get off later after. You know, that helps slow the dry, leaving a little bit of those sugar leaves on there. I'm just getting it all done, and uh, we'll have an update on that. And you know what we didn't do, Scotty, is we we said we were going to pick a winner, man, for the one pound recharge. We did, man. Um, we did. Do you want to do that now, or you want to do that? Uh, you want to defer it till Wednesday? Did you already? Did you already find a winner I d- up here? I did not, man. I thought we was going to do it in real time, man, and give everybody their props. Let's push it till Wednesday, man. I think the, the crew will forgive us, man. That sounds like a kind of a cool thing to do with what's growing on. Give, give away yeah, some I don't want to. I don't want to rush it. We could go through here, and uh, that was so that gives everybody another ch- another chance. If you haven't gone to dudegrows.com, click on the grow blogs and go over to Maestro's Mind, and you'll see he did an awesome cloning article. Currently at 17 comments. We're going to go through there, and whatever comment has the most likes uh, is going to be the comment we're going with to an extent. You know, we still have a little bit of discrimination there if there's one comment that's just super cool. But I don't know. I guess that'd be me breaking our own rules. Look at you discriminating, Um, man. Tell you what. (laughs) True, true. Make a comment over there, guys. There's a great, uh, good comments, good article. Um, from Maestro, who contributes to our, glo- our Grow blog. And uh, we'll be back Wednesday with that. If you want to help out your garden, help out the show, go pick up some gear to pimp you grow from realgrowers.com. And, uh, yeah, hopefully I wasn't too frantic and uh, rushed for you today, guys. But, man, I'm, I'm, I still haven't found where the heck I can hire Edward Scissorhands at because I tell you, I would be that guy's agent for trimming in Colorado if he was, you know, real guy. Uh, so, I believe Edward Scissorhands Halloween. is a real guy, and I believe he's in our meme generator, man. I've seen a good oh, one. Oh, okay. Man. Sweet, <laughs> yeah, sweet. It was hilarious, man. That guy's winning something on Wednesday, man. Anyway. All right, guys, we'll be back Wednesday. Uh, I will be digging through my inbox here shortly, guys, over at Dude Grows. Try and get anything on the show that you'd like. Submit a question over on DudeGrows.com. That's way easier for us to uh, field that area for questions. And uh, some different people, like I said, I, I got a few emails. You'll hear from me over on DudeGrows at Gmail. I try to keep my Gmail like, you know, triple digits or like 100. Or If I'm getting over 100 emails, man, I start to get a little stressed. Scotty's like, dude, I got 20,000 emails, all right? You know what? It, it is so. a source of stress, though. It really is, man. I'm starting to miss Sucks, emails. Sucks, man. And, you know, like there, a number. during this show, I'm sure there's 100-plus emails that came through. And it's hard, man, to keep up. You know, a lot of them are crap, but then you go and you look and there's a, a real good one in there that you missed. You're like, sorry about that. Yeah, seriously. Like there's the people coming out to visit and stuff like that, which I think somebody's coming out here soon. Yeah, I believe KDK's uh, coming out, right? I believe so. I believe so. All right, so, gotta hook up. Uh, 
<laughs> that being said, guys, the show's the priority. We're always hitting our marks here, at least on our three shows a week for you. And uh, after that, I'm going to get behind some scissors. And uh, I found a, my new recommendation for trimming, guys. Use Sit on a yoga Speed. ball. I actually have two yoga balls, <laughs> yoga balls of two different sizes to rotate back and forth because, man, you just get... I'm too old for trimming, man. It's, I sound like, I'm getting too old for this shit. Like, I'm not even doing anything but sitting there. So, anyway. <laughs> All right, guys. Take it easy. Check everything out. DudeGrows.com. And we will be back Wednesday with What's Growing On. All right. Okay.